It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs near corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. Our number two Raider Nation, our number one, we hit a lot of Raider topics. We listened to Luke Etsy, the new Raiders offensive coordinator, during his introductory press conference and all he had to say uh, today. I- I'm still keeping that uh, quote that he said, want everyone to feel the film, not just watch it when it comes to the Raiders opponent watching video of the Raiders out there on the field. And I really hope that's what happens. I know there's folks that were enamored with the idea of Cliff Kingsbury being the man that the Raiders would sign as the offensive coordinator. It didn't happen for X, Y, or Z reason. Now Luke Etsy, he's our offensive coordinator, and he is the man that will have the attack of the silver and black ready to go for week one of 2024. There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of pieces to bring into the puzzle and to be able to make sure that these Raiders are ready uh, to knock off those Kings from the top of the food chain. Speaking about top of the food chain, when it comes to hockey, everybody wants to knock down the Golden Knights because they are the reigning and defending Stanley Cup champions in the NHL. And the man I have right now to my left here on the uh, Finley Cadillac Performance Studio is a guy that calls their games, that is there every single home game, that was out there when the Knights played in Seattle at T-Mobile Park uh, rinkside. And heck, he was on the rink after the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup. He picked up the Stanley Cup on the home ice. He was celebrating with the Golden Knights. He was at the parade. He has a Stanley Cup champion's ring. He's the one, the only Jesus Lopez, better known as El Ocotlan. Jesus, always a pleasure being able to talk to you here on the airwaves on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. How are you? Very good. Thank you for having me, Harry. How are you? Doing fantastic. You guys are coming off of the the all-star game break that the NHL just had recently. Talk to me about the Golden Knights. How do you feel them doing this season? I think they're doing okay. You know, uh, we have injuries uh, along the way. But the thing is that they're playing very good. And uh, as a matter of fact, the Henderson Silver Knights, they have done an amazing job, you know, providing with the replacements for the Vegas Golden Knights. All of them want to stay on the uh, first team, the Vegas Golden Knights, of course. And uh, I think we're doing okay. Uh, We are only um, 12 points uh, behind uh, Vancouver with two less games. And... uh, I think it's looking it's looking good for the Vegas Golden Knights as far as being in the playoffs is concerned. Absolutely. Golden Knights hosting the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow, tomorrow at 7.30 yeah. p.m. You can listen to the game on Deportes Vegas, 14.60 a.m. in Spanish with the amazing calls that Jesus has. And, yeah, you guys even a couple of, uh, what was it, February 6th, 10 days ago, you guys knocked off Edmonton and they were trying to tie the NHL streak for the most wins in a consecutive manner. And that was pretty impressive, a 3-1 to win. And since then, you guys have won two out of three. 
Yeah, well, you know what? It was strange to see that kind of game against Edmonton. It was one of the best games of the season. And then you lose to Minnesota Wild. That's a very incomprehensible. I didn't understand. Uh, I didn't understand what happened in that game. But the thing is that the Vegas Golden Knights are doing all doing okay. And I'm sure, you know, we are... Uh, Second place in the Pacific Division. Three, three games uh, ahead of... Uh, Edmonton, but I don't think Edmonton is going to be. Uh, they're on the road, and I don't think they're winning the rest of the games. Not not all of them. But the thing is that we don't have to depend on anybody else. I mean, we can do it on our own to get to the playoffs easily. And I hope, you know, Shea Theodore and uh, Jack Eichel, they come back into the eye soon, hopefully. But they're looking good. Um, I mean, definitely we're going to be in the playoffs. So for folks that love hockey and go to NHL.com consistently, for a couple of days you would pop up with NHL.com and the first face that you would see right there in the main <laughs> screen was Jesus's face. Jesus, how cool was it that the <laughs> NHL decided to do a feature story on you in English on their website and also on their YouTube channel? They got a 22-minute uh, feature video of you in Spanish for all the Spanish-speaking fans of hockey. Well, as far as the uh, article, I'm honored, you know, but uh, as far as the story, it's a sad story. Uh, it's it's not a it's not a pretty thing what happened to me in Mexico uh, more than 13 years ago. And uh, that is the reason why I came to the States. I came back to the States because I lived in Alaska and also I lived in California. Um, and then I went back to Mexico and we made our businesses grow and we became a target for one of the... Um, cartels the familia michoacana cartel so i had to and, and it all began because uh, you know during the stanley cup finals i was on nhl now on tv and they asked me a little bit about my personal life i told them just a little bit about it and and then i got a call from the nhl and they said hey do you want to share your story with us i mean the whole story and i said you know if if, if i'm able to deliver a good message out of it you know something good out of it yes of course you know so they They asked uh, Claudia Hestro and uh, Emily Benjamin from New York to take care of uh, the article in Spanish and English. And uh, the message is, you know, Harry, sometimes everything seems to be going south, you know, but against all odds, uh, I end up lifting up the Stanley Cup in the middle of the ring, and, and uh, that was the most uh, amazing uh, moment of my life, knowing that a lot of very good players... Uh, along the, the the history of the league, uh, they haven't been able not even to be close to the Stanley Cup. And I was I was uh, lucky enough to lift up the Stanley Cup, drink out of the Stanley Cup, and, and water or <laughs> no, juice was, or what was no, it? No, it was beer. <laughs> it was beer, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it was an amazing experience. And um, well, now I I have a few more calls from different. Um, media outlets that they want to talk to me about this. But it's something that uh, in Mexico is becoming a uh, common reality, you know. And the people is learning how to live with these things. And and a lot of people, uh, Harry, they don't have the opportunity that I have, you know, just to leave the country and come back to the United States. A lot of people just 
they just have to dance with it, and it's it's a very tough situation. Heck, people can go and check out on Netflix like the series Narcos, and yeah. unfortunately, it's like a lot of that stuff keeps happening in the country, and people want to flee and leave all that behind. And you were fortunate enough to come out here with your family to be able to start from nothing and be where you are today. Jesus, uh, in the article in English, they kicked off with a quote from your son that he did while watching you on the bus during the parade. That's my dad. That's my dad. I saw that video because you shared it with me mm -hmm. through text. And man, I felt, Chinito, uh, I felt like, oh my God, it was incredible. So I'll have to ask you this question. Just to paraphrase your son, he recorded himself saying, that's my dad pointing at you while you were at the parade. Which moment is, man, I don't want to say better, but which moment is on the top of your list? That one, you seeing your son at the parade, being able to wave at him, being able to see him and then see that video or hoisting the Stanley Cup? Which one, if you had to pick one of those two, they're both completely different moments, but which one would you pick? Yeah, well, I think the, my son, definitely, because uh, what they suffer, what they've been through after what we lived in, uh, what we experienced in Mexico, um, I didn't. I couldn't hear what he was saying until he sent me the video, and uh, at that moment I was already with my sisters, you know, outside the T-Mobile Arena, and I just couldn't stop crying, you know, and 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 out of out of pride, you know, I, I felt very proud, and I think it was payback to me. Uh, it was a personal thing, uh, Harry, that life owed me, you know, and when I heard my son, because after all, uh, being a father, I think the the most precious goal in life is to be a good example for your kids. And having my son yelling, you know, those words uh, with some expellatives, you know, because he was uh, very enthusiastic when he did that video, uh, to me was a payback. And, and that is the most uh, amazing moment of my life. You know, just like when I got the ring, all I wanted to do is just to go run to my kids, you know, and hold them and... and, and And uh, because I made him a promise, I made him a promise when we came back to the States uh, after what happened to us, I told him, look, no matter what, we are going to prevail and you're not going to lose your lives being in this country. That's why, you know, I have a lot of respect for the United States of America. I'm an American citizen. They became American citizens, too. And uh, we love this country. And, and that was a promise that I made. And, you know, we we will survive. And shout out to your son, Jorge, right? Yep. He's a recent UNLV grad. Yes. Congratulations to Thank him. He yeah. keeps bringing good stuff out here to this country. And he has that goal to keep on yeah. the legacy, right, of the Lopez. My daughter went back to Mexico to Universidad de Guadalajara. And uh, she finished her career. She became a psychologist. And she works here. You know, and, and uh, we're just trying to make the best out of it. Because uh, at that moment, we had to learn day by day, day by day. And leave everything behind, you know, businesses, you know, a beautiful big home that we built from the ground. Uh, you know, it's like when you say, okay, I have everything I need in my life to be, you know, happy and go on with my life. And all of a sudden you get a phone call, you know, telling you that your life is no longer yours and everything changes. Everything changes. Completely. And, and it's, 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 it's not easy, uh, Harry, especially when you work so hard for all of it. You know, I work for almost 15 years like a dog to achieve those things. And and uh, if you have a nice business in Mexico, Harry, you know it. 
you can have a nice decent life i mean no problem the only problem is that we grew we grew because we had a very good product you know we are in the pizza business we grew we had a lot of stores and 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 uh uh, I believe that they assume we had, you know, liquid money or something. I don't know, but the thing started very ugly, and and uh, I didn't want to risk my my kids' lives any longer. So we came back, and uh, and then you know, starting here in Lotus Broadcasting as a salesperson, then I created my own show, and and uh, eventually when I heard, um, you have to keep your eyes open. When I heard Mr. Bill Foley, I went. Um, I love that we partnership with Lotus Broadcasting Week because they do have a Spanish um, sports radio station. Uh, then uh, I didn't say anything. I just, you know, start recording uh, demos. I give them to Tony Bonici, and, and, and Tony Bonici told me there's something missing in this. It needs more, more of the Latino flavor. Why, why don't you do your soccer stuff? So I start calling the goal soccer style and... And instead of just being, tell, you know, just a translation of scores, that's anota, and that is not enough. So I started calling the goals in like, goal! And, and uh, I think it made a good uh, connection with, with uh, our audience. So um, you just have to keep your eyes open for the opportunities, Harry, and, and what I've lived, the things that I experienced with the Vegas Golden Knights, all of them have been amazing and knowing people like like uh, the players, you know, I have a good relationship with uh, William Carlson and uh, Keegan Colasar. Um, knowing people like like Kelly uh, Kelly McCrimmon, um, Kerry Bubbles, uh, Eric Dozy, Josh McPhee, um, all of them are like, "What do you need, Jesus? What do you need? Is everything okay with you, Jesus? What do you need?" I mean, it, it's all about support. And now we have. Uh, mm, Benjamin Thomas uh, on the uh, Latino community contact and and uh, it's just growing. It's, it's it's I think it's it's going very well. You know I I've been contacted by some other teams already, but I don't want to leave Las Vegas. I, I'm I'm very happy here. Hey, keep your eyes open with that because you never know. But in Lotus Broadcasting, at least I can tell you, I'm very appreciative of the work that you do and what you bring to the airwaves of Deportes Vegas 1460 AM to Deportes because thank God with being online, that gives you your audiences limitless. You can go past our borders in the state, in the country, in the continent, and people from everywhere can listen to your broadcast. So that is amazing. And uh, you're able to bring the sport to even more folks. The Lotus Broadcasting family is very lucky to have you, Jesus. And uh, amen. I mean, if other teams are contacting you, we (laughs) got to lock you down. We got to lock you down. We got (laughs) to let you go, man. Hopefully the Golden Knights are listening too, because NHL.com, they post your highlights. Um, NHL.com did this big story, and they don't just do stories uh, because they ain't got content. There's a lot of content to talk about. So them focusing on you, that's pretty big. I'll be posting the link to the written story on NHL.com in English, but also that 22-minute video. I, I can almost call it a mini-documentary. I was listening to it the other day, and it's like, hey, it kept going, 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 well, but it kept getting more and more interesting. So NBC, uh, it's trying to do something like that. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, the thing is that uh, what the Vegas Golden Knights are doing, Harry, on the Hispanic side and, and finding the way to provide this uh, beautiful game, uh, I mean hockey, to the Hispanic population has uh, 
turn on the lights on some other teams. And I got a call from Albon Toya, you know, the former goalie, and he works for the Dallas Stars. And uh, they're building a big project to bring in the Hispanic uh, community into the Dallas Stars uh, team, of course. And, and they have plans. But, uh, you know, I told them I'm, I'm very happy here in Las Vegas. Uh, this is a magnificent city. It's growing. We have uh, very interesting things coming coming uh, in a very few years. Absolutely. And, and uh, this is going to be the um, capital uh, center of the world of sports, you know, definitely. And look, I'm throwing out the challenge flag. I'm throwing out the red flag. <laughs> Fortunately, the Raiders this year, they wanted to do more to reach out to the Hispanic community, to the Latino community, to the folks that speak Spanish and that that's their primary language, that they might talk English, that they might speak and understand English, but they prefer their content in Spanish. And I was uh, honored And it was a big privilege and a big responsibility for them to ask me to do their podcast, to send them the calls of the game, for them to post on their social media, write articles, do post-game videos, uh, do a little bit of everything in Spanish for them to have on their website. The Golden Knights, I hope that someday they end up doing the same thing. And I mean... They... There's there's a lot of things that yeah. can be done, of course. Yeah, we need, we need more uh, uh, content in some other way, you know. Uh, uh, through social media, you know, videos, updates, uh, being inside the locker room. Uh, we need all of that. And and uh, people, it's is like, hey, when are we going to have the whole season in, in, in uh, Spanish? So they're, you know, they're talking about doing the away games online, you know, because, Good. you know, to the end, 14.60 a.m. here in Las Vegas, we have now La Liga Española, the Mexican League, we have the Conca Champions, we have a lot of soccer So it is impossible to, you know, bring it into our programming, but it can be done online. So that's part of the project for the Vegas Golden Knights. And Harry, you do have the talent. You are the one for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and and uh, and everybody. I mean, Harry, it's, it's 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 not it's not a secret. Everybody loves what you do. I try my best. I, I try my best, I and I, 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 I just, I'm just me. <laughs> I'm just me, and I'm lucky enough to have a microphone in front of my face right now and that some folks at home enjoy listening to me talk. And, Jesus, I'll give you a lot of respect and a lot of props. The one game when I got called a Saturday morning, you had a family emergency, you were out of town, and they were like, hey, so we need you to fill in for Jesus at the arena. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you got to call tonight's game. It ain't easy, man. <laughs> no, Calling hockey ain't easy at all. That, it, that first period was terrifying. <laughs> I caught a little bit of a groove in the second and third period. Unfortunately, the Golden Knights came back and won that game. That's but what I, it takes, practice. Dude, but I got a <laughs> lot of respect for you. You got your system. You got a little bit of everything and all the studying. It's I, I was asking Sage Sammons back then. He was working with the teams. I was like, my dude, I need game notes. And they was like, oh, we released them an hour and a half before the game. I'm like, no, I need to study right now. <laughs> Raider games, I study for weeks for a game. Yeah. Right there, it was like, no, we'll release it an hour and a half. I'm like, no, 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 give me more. So I, was, I started listening to podcasts about hockey, reading stories online, catching up on players because I don't follow hockey as closely as somebody like you. So big time props. Jesus, tell the folks at home where they can follow you on social media, the games, all the home games they air live on Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM, correct? Well, in Spanish, yeah. In Spanish, we have on Facebook, uh, Los VGK. And that's uh, where I post most of the things going on, you know, in Spanish, of course. But also they can listen to us on uh, 
2DN, eh, Las Vegas, 1460 AM, also com And just like you said, it, we have listeners in Argentina, in Brazil, in Venezuela. We have listeners in Portugal, in Spain. Uh, we got calls from Finland, Sweden, people who have been here who speak, you know, Spanish. And that's that's a big uh, um, asset, you know, to have the, um, the portesvegas.com. And also the another thing is that in Channel 34, If you use the SAP on your TV, you can hear the secondary language in Spanish. So there is that. That's how they can reach out to us. And, uh, yeah, we have a VGK on uh, the X account and uh, Los Vegas Golden Knights on uh, Instagram. There you go. And Jesus, you also got Instagram and Twitter. Go follow Jesus as well. And, I mean, go to NHL.com. I'll be sharing the links later today on Twitter and on Instagram so you can read the story in English, listen to the video in Spanish. You're an inspiration, Jesus. Thank you so much, man. Thank you very much. Harry. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. After today's show, I want to go get some pizza with Jesus. And you can score big at Grimaldi's Pizzeria with four locations in Las Vegas. It's the ultimate feast. Elevate your taste game with Grimaldi's Pizzeria. Order carryout or delivery at GrimaldisPizzeria.com. Let's go to a break, Raider Nation. We can go to your calls, 702-365-9200 or text at Don'tBeBroke.com. Text line the same number, 702-365-9200. to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. I know from my standpoint, and I, I come to the table, I'm a supporter of Justin, you know, because I got a chance to work with him when I was commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. He is incredibly talented. Uh, he is smart. Uh, he works hard. And uh, he wants to be a great NFL football player. And so now he just needs to make sure that he has the support around him. He's working hard. And then I would love to see him you know this offseason make sure he's totally healthy going into the season next year justin has a rare combination of intelligence of size of strength and speed you forget how big of a of a man he is until you're up on him he's not a small man and um and so i just think every year he's going to continually get better so i'm glad he's on the chicago bears Bears president Kevin Warren speaking about Justin Fields during a one-on-one -on -one interview with WGN News, obviously uh, giving him a lot of props, showing him a lot of love. But at the end of the day, it's a business. And in this world of sports, and especially in the NFL, NFL, not for long. They might love you a lot one day, but then if there's a new guy coming in that might be better than you or that they fall in love with more than you, they might just say, hey, you know what? We're going to go with the new guy. And if a Caleb Williams pops up and you have the number one draft pick in the 2024 NFL draft, that might change a lot of things. And now the silver and black, the Raiders, they have Luke Getzey who was the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears the last two years, who had 
Justin Fields as their starting quarterback. So, of course, there's going to be speculation, even though that would be a big-time wild card if the Raiders end up going for Justin Fields because things didn't always go great out there in Chicago between these two pieces of the offense, the play caller and the quarterback, stating reports from out there that there wasn't always chemistry and the results weren't always there. So... It would be interesting if that would be a possibility for the Silver and Black. I don't think that's the case, but you got to check all the cards that are set on the table. Like I said, draft is one way to go. That doesn't happen until the end of April. You got free agency, and you know that that one is coming up, up soon. The important dates, of course, uh, March 11th through the 13th. Clubs are permitted to contact and enter into contract negotiations with the certified agents of players who will be unrestricted free agents. In March 13th at 1 p.m., that's when you can start talking about uh, players uh, be signing with your team officially or being able to trade for players ahead of the 2024 season with the new league year kicking off. So I always say there are set dates. And the best part here is that the week before March 13th, February 27th through the 4th, that's when the NFL scouting combine happens. At the moment, those front offices, those scouts, those folks that are decision makers, they are watching a lot of college video of these guys. They are checking out what they did in the college level. And there might be games that they played against low-level opponents, other against high-level teams, and check out, for example, Drake May. He was out there in North Carolina, so he was facing ACC opposition. The ACC champion this year ended up undefeated and still didn't make it into the college football playoff. So you know that the ACC didn't have the level that in years past they did. But you go look over and look at Jaden Daniels and that kid play in LSU. Yeah, they didn't make it to the national championship or the CFP or in the SEC championship. But they played high-level competition all season long. So you know that if you just go off of what they did in 2023, you would go Daniels over May, in my opinion. But some folks prefer the weapons that May has over the ones from Daniels. The one that always seems to be over everybody at the moment is Caleb Williams. And in his sophomore season, he had a high peak. He killed it as a sophomore when he was out there at USC. And a lot of people said, hey, if he were draft eligible right now, if this was his third year in college football, he would be the number one draft pick. He went into his third year as a junior, didn't do as great. At season number two, but a lot of folks like the potential and see in him a lot of weapons that they see in other players that are currently in the pros, and that could be difference makers. Thing is, drafting number one in this 2024 draft is going to cost a lot of capital, a lot of equity in your future. Are you willing to give up a lot to be able to draft a guy like Caleb Williams, who could be the next Patrick Mahomes? But he could also be the next Mitch Trubisky. You never know. That's the big uncertainty with the draft. And you go to recent years with the team that we follow, the Raiders and their first-round draft picks, and they haven't been home runs for the silver and black. They've been able to hit with later-round draft picks and guys that have become big-time contributors for the silver and black. But in the first rounds, there's been more swings and misses than home runs. So... 
right there's a big question mark. There's going to be spots on the roster you want to fortify, and the draft is the perfect way to go. Look at the Chiefs. More than half of their defensive starters were drafted from 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. They built their defense on those manageable contracts, those rookie deals. If you strike on a rookie and you're able to get the most out of him in three years before they're eligible for an extension, that's the way to go in the NFL. But it takes a lot of work and also some luck. There's guys that can take that way of working, that discipline that they had in college into the pros when you got even more money. And heck, nowadays, those kids got money in college. I just saw um, Deion Sanders' kids buy a mansion for their father in Colorado. Well, isn't it supposed to be the other way around? Deion Sanders is the guy that got all the big bucks from the NFL, that got all the big bucks from working in media. He got all the big bucks from being the head coach in the University of Colorado. And it's his kids buying him a mansion now because they're making big bucks. I saw Shador. He's the quarterback, right? Shiloh, I think he's the the defensive back. Shador, he rolls in big-time cars into practice, and I'm like, damn. Well, hey, that's football nowadays. That's college sports. The kids, they make more money. And college athletics has changed big time nowadays. If you're in a college football program and you kill it as a freshman, you're going to have Alabama and Ohio State knocking on your door next year and be like, hey, transfer to our school. And you're like, heck, if I'm going to get money out there, sure, I'll transfer to your school. Same thing with college hoops. Kids are going to other schools just to make more money. And you know what? More power to them. But you got to have dedication. If you want to stay in sports, you got to have dedication and be able to bring that discipline to the next level. So right now, all these kids, they're already, some of them are millionaires coming into pro sports. And it's not just about the money. It's about the legacy. And you want to have guys like those, those top three picks. Everything points to them being quarterbacks. If somebody's jumping to number one, it's going to be to pick Caleb Williams. You know that Washington and New England, it's going to take a lot to get them out of those top three spots because both of them need quarterbacks right now. Chicago, it could be a gamble, but they could keep Justin Fields. The fans at Soldier Field towards the end of the season when the Bears were doing very, very good compared to what they were doing at the beginning of the season, when they were doing better is what I should say, they were chanting that they wanted Justin Fields to stay, that they wanted Justin Fields to still be their quarterback. If they jump out of number one, you know that it's going to be somebody to get a quarterback. So I see it very difficult for those top three picks not to be a quarterback. So it's going to be a hard decision right there for front offices. Do you want? Are you willing to take the risk? And heck, we're in Vegas, right? This is a place where people love taking risks. They love going to the crap stable and hitting uh, snake eyes and the thirty to one payout. And be all happy, getting some hard ways and not just playing the pass line or the don't pass line. They want it's like, yeah, the pass line is cool. You get one on one. But heck, if you go to those 30 to one odds, those 15 to one odds, you can you can do some good money. If you're at the roulette table, going black, going red, you get the same path what you gamble. But if you go with those numbers, you know, you're getting more than 30 to one. And sometimes that's what you got to do, right? You got to go big or go home. If you go the safe route, 
which in my opinion, the safe right route right now would be going with somebody that has experience in the league. Kirk Cousins. He's going to come with a hefty, hefty price. He's going to be expensive. But when he's healthy, you've seen how he has been able to take his team into the playoffs. He hasn't won a Super Bowl, but at times all it takes is getting into the playoffs and then being able to have the right game plan and going the, all, all the way. You look over at the Bengals a couple of years ago. Nobody was expecting them to make it to the Super Bowl with a second-year quarterback, Joe Burrow, but they did, and they were close. They were close to beating the Rams. They weren't able to do it, but now everybody looks at the Bengals and is like, hey, we want to be able to do something like that. It's easier having a, a number one pick like Joe Burrow, but there's other kids. Look over at Dallas with the Dak Prescott. Prescott wasn't a first-rounder. He was able to get his team into the playoffs. They're the Cowboys. We know that what happens every year with them, right? You look over at a kid like Baker Mayfield, yes, number one draft pick as well, but his way to getting into the playoffs this year with the Buccaneers was completely different. Would you risk it with a Baker Mayfield? We saw what happened over there in the Buccaneers. They got a good deal out of him because not a lot of folks wanted him. He was able to get his team. Do you want to go to the veteran route? Do you want to go with the big gamble and getting a quarterback in the draft? Do you know who's going to go in the top five right there, three quarterbacks? Do you want to take a gamble with guys that some folks say that they got second round grades, but we don't know if that's the way that they're going to go, if they're going to end up dropping. The cost of a quarterback is completely different than every other position in the NFL. And these are going to be two fascinating months to figure out what the Raiders, or two and a half months, to figure out what the Raiders end up doing. And we just hope that Tom Telesco, that Champ Kelly, that everyone in charge of helping with those decisions, of course, Antonio Pierce, Luke Getzey now, uh, Graham on the defensive side of the ball, that they all end up finding a way to get this team to the next level. When was the last time that you were, like, very excited for a Raiders quarterback to not just be, like, win games? Here and there. Like Terrell Pryor. I loved T. Pryor. I love watching him play. But you never felt that he was going to be the guy that gets you over the hump. That he's going to be able to win you the division. That he's going to be the guy that's going to be able to win a Super Bowl for your team. Derek Carr. 2016. We all felt like it was destiny, right? You're like, this is our year. This is going to happen. Injury. Never the same. We all love Derek Carr. It's a great guy, family man, big into his religion, never controversial. You knew that you were never going to get in trouble with big headlines with Derek Carr. He would always put it on himself. It was my bad. It was my fault. I take responsibility for that. He always said the right things. And at the end of the day, he was never able to get the Raiders over the hump. He played one playoff game with the silver and black. That's it. That game against Cincinnati that year that the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. When was the last time you got excited for a Raiders quarterback saying, this is going to be the guy? Heck, I know Jamarcus Russell, he had a lot of hype around him. That quickly evaporated. Now the Raiders, this is the moment where you need to hit a home run. Let's leave in the past all those rebuilding phrases. We need to win ASAP. We need to stop that dominance from the Chiefs. How good did it feel when the Raiders beat the Chiefs in 2020 out there in Arrowhead Stadium? How 
good did it feel when the Raiders beat the Chiefs Christmas Day this past year? Heck, two months ago out there in Kansas City. It felt great, right? I would love to sweep those guys year in and year out. But you know what? For now, I would take a split. I would take winning one and losing one. Then find a way to do it consistently. You do it once, it feels good. You don't want to lose to them again. Hopefully this Raider squad is able to figure it out. Man, it's February 16th. We're six months away from having football on the field, and I'm just like putting a lot of question marks out there, hoping things happen very soon. I know that players love lighting cigars out here in Las Vegas, and La Casa Cigars and Lounge in Tivoli Village has a walk-in humidor with over 500 cigar labels to choose from. Plus, La Casa Cigars and Lounge features one of the largest whiskey, scotch, and bourbon selections in the Valley with live local entertainment seven nights a week. Private memberships are available. Check them out at Tivoli Village and also online at LaCasaCigars.com. We're going to go to a break and after we're going to come back to talk about some baseball and some hoops. History was made last night on the women's side of college basketball and we got the NBA All-Star Game coming up this Sunday. This is the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Look, I'm 65, okay? I just started a five-year term. Do that math, right? That makes me 70 years old. You can only have so much fun um, in one lifetime. Um, I have been open with them about the fact that this is going to be my last term. You know, I said it before to them before the election in July, and I'm absolutely committed to that. There's the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, speaking that about that he will not be renewing his contract once it expires in January 2029. I can't believe this is his 10th season as the commissioner of baseball. He kicked off in January 2015. He has done some things that have been good for the league, but at the same time, I will never, never let go of him giving immunity to those Houston Astros players with the cheating scandal that he gave them immunity in exchange for their testimony. And he knows that he was wrong right there. But at the end of the day, that's what happens. There will be a new commissioner in 2029, and that's a year after the A's are supposed to be in Vegas. So that could be another thing that he is able to put as a check mark on his list when it comes to what he did for baseball, including bringing it to the city of Las Vegas. I'm Harry Ruiz. We're closing out the week here on the JT The Break Show on Raider Nation Radio. We got Mitch from New Jersey on the line calling in. How you doing, Mitch? Good afternoon. How you doing, uh, Harry? Uh, thanks for taking my uh, call. Absolutely, my man. All, what you got for me? He's retiring in twenty. I'm retiring in two weeks. I'm going to a retirement point. I don't consider that my point. There you go, retirement. Cool. But he's retiring until twenty twenty nine. So you're closer. Congratulations on that, my yeah. man. Thanks. And I spent one time with my big grandson. He's a kind of a little uh, Corey Seager, but it's a Texas Ranger. 
And I agree with you. We're never going to figure out he took away the Dodgers championship. Didn't have that. Didn't have you know what to do the right thing. Um, uh, definitely, uh, I think Washington could trade their second round, that their second pick in the first round, because they that. I like what you saw with what Howard did. So if they can um, please the Washington and take mates and switching the um, first round picks plus getting some, I guess another asset, another player. I love to have Jane uh, Daniels, Caleb preferably, preferably, but Caleb. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, excuse me. Jane and Daniels were good in uh, silver and gold. Right, silver and black. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for the call right there, Mitch. I I would love for that to happen, but the situation, I honestly don't feel that Washington will jump out of that second spot. Everybody needs their franchise quarterback and they're in prime position to be able to pick somebody. Last night, history was made on the women's side of college hoops. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark. Long rebound dug up by Gabby Marshall. Scoops a pass to Clark. Logo three. Got it. 22 is now number one. Caitlin Clark is the NCAA's all-time scoring leader in women's basketball history. Fitting a logo three. And now she's 99 points to be able to be the number one leading scorer of both men's and women's basketball in Division One. because last night she needed eight. She ended up with 49. In the paint, Celia with 12. A Folter free throw line extended left. Clark comes off a screen three-pointer. Swish! Oh, left to the top of the key. And there it is. 49 for Caitlin Clark. The single best scoring performance by an Iowa basketball player. Program record right there for Iowa. She's going to be the number one draft pick when she's eligible right there in the WNBA draft, and it'll be exciting to see her uh, grow and play out here in Las Vegas because I'm pretty sure that whoever she gets drafted by, when they come to Vegas, it's going to be a big showdown between number one draft picks in the past, like uh, Asia, like Kelsey, against the Clayton, Caitlin Clark. So it'll be exciting. Women's hoops, they are doing great things out there, both in the college level and in the pros. And speaking about pros let's go to the men's side and the nba because they had their last night of regular season action before the all-star game break there were three games and let's kick it off with memphis shocking the bucks williams ahead for aldama lobs for zaire williams high into the night and bringing down a two-handed jam alley-oop aldama to zaire williams the Bucks lose 113-110. They had the ball to end the game, and they couldn't get a good shot out to tie it up. The Grizzlies, 20-36, and end up being the Bucks 35-21 record. The Bucks have lost seven out of their last ten games. Let's remember they fired their head coach. They got Doc Rivers in there, and, I mean, things ain't looking good out there. And Giannis, he said after the game, it's like, hey, there's people looking for excuses here, excuses there. They got to leave the, all those in the past. Second half of the season is coming up soon, or the half of the season after the All-Star game that goes down this Sunday. Now let's head over to that Warriors matchup last night because the Warriors were in action, and Klay Thompson, he was benched. Or not benched, but he wasn't in the starting lineup. No problema for him. Back to the basket. Clay gets it from Kaminga. Fires a three. Hits another one. Oh, Clay Thompson, 7 of 11 from downtown. He's got 35. 
Clay Thompson off the bench, 28 minutes, 35 points. How about that? Steve Kerr, I think that that definitely helped him out to be able to be like, oh, yeah, you're going to bench me? Let me go and show what I can do. 141-37, the Warriors win. And the Timberwolves, they just stay hot, man. Ant with it up top. Ibu Baji. He's got the difficult challenge of trying to slow down again. Off to Monte Morris, back up top. It is Ant straight away on the three, and he drains it. 34 for Ant. He has feasted against the Blazers in this two-game series. Anthony Edwards, big game, 34 points, seven assists, six rebounds. The T-Wolves beat the Trailblazers 128-91. The T-Wolves are heading into the all-star break with the best record in the West. First time in franchise history that that happened. So now all-star break. Some players get a little bit of rest. Others, they're going to stay busy during this week out there in Indiana. There's going to ha- they're going to have the celebrity uh, game tonight. Then all those uh, abilities with the three point shooting contest, the dunk contest. Sabrina Ionescu is going to be competing against Steph Curry. That's going to be fun. They're trying to find different ways to make things happen because we know it's not like when Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant were leaving it all on the line on game day during the All Star game to. Be able to prove who's best. Nowadays, you got the NFL with the Pro Bowl being a flag football game. The NBA, pretty much the same, Bobby. People, how are you going to pique the interest of fans being able to tune in and watch these games? Because they just become a, all right, a dunk contest within. The all-star game is for basically kids. I mean, nobody else really cares about it, do they? I mean, people watch to watch the stars in action, but nobody's competing. Nobody's trying to do nothing. Heck, Kobe Bryant once got his nose broken in that game from a hard foul from Dwayne Wade in the third quarter. Michael Jordan, he was barking at Kobe Bryant in one all-star game. He was saying, he's like, yeah, you got three championships. I got six, kid. Nowadays, they just like, hey, they're being all friendly, they're having fun, and they're like, hey, let's not get injured because we got to make the big bucks. That's the end of today's JT The Brick Show. Thank you, Raider Nation, for tuning in these last three days. JT will be back on Tuesday, who will be back right now in just five minutes. Is Q Myers with Unnecessary Roughness. He always has a stack lineup here for you, so stay tuned. Raider Nation, have a fantastic President's Day weekend. We'll be back soon. Appreciate it. Thank you guys.